Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, fellow quack addicts. David Piper, Rusty Ryan. Woo! Slinging quack. It's, uh, we took a week off to recuperate. We overdosed Ah. a little bit around National Championship Week, and we had to deal with some withdrawals. But now we're back. Yeah, we're back, but, you know, I mean, the quack to be had right now is not the highest quality quack. Nor do we have a lot of it, which might be, which might be healthy, you know? Like, people who relapse into quack... They start doing too much too fast, and that's how they overdose. We're easing back into it. We got a long off season until football. Oh dear God, we have a long off season until football. So um, we're easing back into it. We got to start off light again, and then we got to get back up. Yeah. So um, we're gonna break down the uh, acrobatics and tumbling team. Yep. Um, I will now proceed to tell you everything I know about the acrobatics and tumbling team. You ready? Okay. Okay, that was my season breakdown of the acrobatics and tumbling team. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they were picked to repeat as national champions. That was a thing. All right, you know more than I do. Yeah. I mean, I mean their first their first event February 4th uh, at Azusa Pacific. I love how quickly you looked that up. Yeah. The internet's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I... Aren't there only, like, three teams that actually have that sport? Uh, no, that joke's, like, five years old. Oh, okay, is it, like, 15 now? Um, actually, I don't know, but it's a significant amount more. So, here's their schedule. Here's the full schedule. Yeah, we are starting off with acrobatics and tumbling, alphabetical order. <laughs> uh, this was totally unplanned, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we actually did not plan on doing this. They're at Azusa Pacific, February 4th, two weeks off. Uh, hosting Concordia of Wisconsin, February 21st, March 1st at Quinnipiac, March 12th, hosting Baylor, March 16th, hosting Azusa Pacific and Fairmont State to try meet. Uh, on March 27th, they go to Hawaii Pacific. That is a fantastic away game. That's fantastic. These are like powerhouse schools that have this sport. Yeah, April 12th at Baylor, and then April 23rd through the 25th is at Fairmont State, and that's the national championship game. So, oh that's not national championship meet. I mean, I was able to, uh, through through different sports and stuff, I was able to, you know, work out in the Casanova Center, my fair share. Uh, and let me tell you, the acrobatics and tumbling team, like, it may, we may kind of, like, make fun of it as, like, a weird sport or whatever because it's basically there to be title nine compliant but these are some of the most athletic girls i've ever seen in my life like if they we should put them on the basketball team honestly like it's unbelievable some of the stuff they do and they waste that athleticism on acrobatics and stuff hey they're getting scholarship money some of them yeah no no doubt 
I mean, what 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 else do they do? I guess women's basketball gives full scholarships. Volleyball. Volleyball gives partial scholarships. Oh. I think it's only basketball and football that are required to give full scholarships. Um, so, I mean, acrobatics and tumbling, as much as, like, kind of, like, a joke, they are, like, perceived to be, it's some pretty amazing stuff. So, um, All right. back to, have, back to what we were actually going to talk about. Now that we have one listener left. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, man, I'm really into this. Like, keep, keep breaking it down. <laughs> yeah, the one person. Hey, maybe one of the... <laughs> I can't say with a straight face. I was going to say, one. maybe one of the members of the team is actually a reader. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, if that, no. If that, if that were the case, I'm sorry about everything I said. Um... <laughs> if that were the case, go do something else. <laughs> There's infinitely more things more worthy of your time than listening to this. Um... <laughs> Probably so. Um, let's uh, let's talk hoops, I guess. Today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oregon has a good week. They hold serve at home. They go two and zero. Kind of a weird game against USC on Thursday night, where mm-hmm. they get out to the big lead, really struggle. I think they only made five field goals in the second half, but because USC is terrible, still managed to win. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, then they follow that up on Saturday by just blitzing UCLA. Yeah. Um, in a game that Oregon won by 18, and it wasn't that close. Yeah, it was. I was actually able to go down at this game. And basketball, Oregon basketball is so much more fun in person if you can get down to it. It was, it was so crazy how it seemed close for a while. And then I remember looking up at one point going, oh, we're up by 15 right now. In Oregon, I mean, Oregon just shot the lights out in this game. Yeah. Uh, 62% total, 69% from three. Um, really balanced. Joe Young had 16. Dwayne Benjamin, 15, including just a nasty, like this reverse dunk putback. That was unreal. That was just, I mean, it was just nasty. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was about the 4.15 mark. I remember it was like the nine-minute mark left in the first half, and I looked up, and it was like 25-12, and I was like, wow, UCLA only has 12 points. And then at like 4.50, it was like, oh, that's thirty-one or 39-21 at this point. Like, this is not close. We're basically doubling them up right now. Um. Oregon basketball, look, I know a lot of people are down on Oregon basketball because of what happened in the offseason. And I think it's reasonable to feel down about it. Sure. I mean, look, it's not like it's it's not like the events of the offseason um, was something we should all feel good about. Right. Uh, to say the least. Yeah, I think it's reasonable to feel down, but I also think it's totally fine to cheer for this team and to like really care about it doing well. Totally. I mean, the, the players responsible for the bad behavior aren't there. And I know some people still question what exactly Altman knew. And, um, we have no, you know, we have no evidence one way or the other on that, I guess is, is the best 
way I can put it. But uh, the the kids that are in the program right now, uh, they're working hard. They're playing exciting basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's is it an NCAA tournament team? No, I mean, unless they they would have to go on like a run, right? You know, starting right now. Yeah, starting right now. Like, yeah, they'd have to uh, right now. Right now. <laughs> They'd have to, you know, upset Arizona and go on a bit of a run um, for a while. Yeah, and start getting some more quality wins. But I would say it's a... Or, or go on a run in the Pac-12 tournament, obviously. Yeah, that'd be cool. But it's a, it's a very solid, like, NIT team. And the thing is, there's a lot of young players that you should be really excited about because... Oh, hell yeah. It's... What you're seeing right now is the developing core of the next Oregon team that's going to make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, they're there. Like oh, this yeah. Is the best, this is the best offense in the Pac-12. It's defensively where they still struggle a little bit. Um, it, you know, just not quite, not quite there yet. Um, not, not, it's really playing like team defense and like off ball yes. defense. Like they can sometimes lose people when there seems when there's a lot of movement. Yes, and and that and you know that comes with experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Dana Altman asks guys to switch defenses a lot, which is tougher on a young team. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at what this team has, they're going to lose Joe Young. And uh, Jalil Abdul Basi in the off season, but the talent that's coming back. I mean, Dylan Brooks, who you know he's been averaging thirteen points a game. He's he's looked amazing at times. Freshman um, Jordan Bell, who already has obliterated the single season block shots record at Oregon. That guy um, is scary. He is such a rim protector. Rim protector. He gets a lot of rebounds. Still pretty raw offensively, but you can see the skills there. Yeah. Like the developing skills, uh, that guy's a freshman and he is going to be a stud. Oh uh, yeah, he's averaging three and a half blocks a game. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's like a six seven freshman averaging three and a half blocks a game. That's like when you have a character in like NBA two K fifteen and you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna block the crap out of everything. Like that's one of my goals going into every game. So 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 a, so Bell is a freshman. Um, I've got the stat sheet up right now. He plays 24 minutes a game. He averages seven rebounds, three and a half blocks. That's pretty good. I mean, give it a year or two and bump that up another 10 minutes a game. Woo! Um, you know, Cook has another year left. Benjamin has another two years left. Rory's a freshman. Chandler's got another year or two left. Uh, Did we say Benjamin? Benjamin's a junior. Okay, Benjamin's a junior. Uh, Benson is a freshman who's who's looked good at times. Uh, this team moves the ball well. Um, good, good With a good recruiting class coming in, I mean, this is definitely watch out for this team. I mean, next year, this year, you know, them ending the season strongly, they're going to – look, it's going to be what Altman does. He's going to – you know, he wins 20 games every year. This team's going to do that. Um, and make some kind of a run in whatever postseason they're in. Uh, I still think the NIT is likely, but you never know. Um, and considering just the mess that was the off season, you'd have taken that. 
a heartbeat. Oh yeah, oh for sure. I would. Uh, I mean, this off season, if you had told me like uh, CBI, I'd be like, "Yep, sounds good. I'm in." Oh, I thought yeah, I was like, "We're gonna be last." Or, or in that conversation. Yeah, this team is surpassing all expectations. Honestly, still probably playing better than they realistically should, given their experience. Totally, totally. And, you know, do they have a really great win yet? No, I mean, but the Pac-12 is pretty bad. True. I don't know there are a lot of great wins out there to get. Um, they've got some good wins. I mean, they went they went on the road to Illinois and won. That's they, decent. They beat Oregon State soundly at uh, and if you look at what Oregon State done, has done this year, I mean, they've been a lot like Oregon. Um, they do it differently. They do it with defense instead of offense. But it's another team that they've overachieved their talent, um, and they're a solid NIT kind of squad. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, haha, we're still better than you, kind of, you know. <laughs> um, but other than, I mean, really, the only, the only two wins that you could get in the Pac-12 that you look at and say those are good wins are... Arizona and Utah. Mm-hmm. We get Arizona on. Uh, we get Arizona this week, and then you we get only get one shot at Utah this year. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, Colorado's down. Washington's not great, and they just lost their best player. Um, UCLA, UCLA is awful. Not good. Like, I, I. I can't figure out UCLA in any sport. Well, you actually posed that on Twitter. You're like, is there a sport where uh, UCLA is anything other than mediocre? The answer is obviously water polo. Obviously. Obviously water polo. That's because, like, you know, there's only, like, eight schools that have water polo. Yeah, it's like the California schools. But, I mean, you're UCLA. How do you suck at basketball most of the time? Remember when uh, they made the huge deal about switching the color of the sea because they were the first school to 100 national championships? Yeah. Good one. Oh, yeah, get this. Uh, UCLA Water Polo won their ninth national title. Hey, hey, that's why they've got over 100. Yeah. They won the water polo titles and things like that. Yeah, and like golf, where you can have multiple winners in one year. You know what, like... I've made fun of Bruins Nation for a long time because... It's so easy. It's so easy and reading them is hilarious. But they're not wrong in that... If you look at, like, UCLA basketball over the last 20 years compared to their history, Kentucky would never put up with this. No. North Carolina would never put up with this. Well, they're also not in L.A. Kansas would never put up with this. Also not in L.A. (laughs) USC football would never put up with this. Really? Because <laughs> they, they kind of have. <laughs> um, okay, UCLA football under anybody but Pat Hayden would never put up. Or USC football under anybody but Pat Hayden would never put up with this. Yeah. Uh, I can't figure UCLA out, man. UCLA should be a juggernaut. They They're in California. Bit- they have a huge history. They should be every bit the program Arizona is. Minimum. I mean, minimum. Easy. And if you're the... I mean, 
if you're the Pac-12... Also, I'd like to correct you, there are 20 water polo schools. That's Oregon's problem. We need more sports where there's nobody plays them. Yeah. Do we get to do the, you know, going back to the beginning here, I mean, can we can we just claim all these, like, acrobatics and tumbling championships for winning and say we have 40, 50 national titles here in a few years? I'm going to do it. We're going to get to do that? Might as well. We're an acrobatics and tumbling school. We are. Yeah. Like, I wonder if there's, like, we could start cricket, too. Cricket? Yeah. We're a club squash school. Yeah. Actually, the Ivies have really good squash schools. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's really... It's beyond me. It's kind of like how uh, you see, like, how a country, like, a hundred years ago was dominating, like, just at the top of the world, like, Britain. Like, absolutely a Goliath on, the like, the global scale. And then now, not top dog anymore. And it's like, how'd that happen? How did you go from top dog to not being top dog? That's kind of how I feel about looking at UCLA. Or if you look at what Britain is, you're like, how the hell were they ever top dog? <laughs> Aggressive uh, <laughs> expansion, if you're a history teacher, or imperialism, if you're Howard Zen. Uh man. So, yeah, UCLA, not good. Um, what have you thought about what's going on in Corvallis with basketball this year? I honestly do not know that much about what's going on in Corvallis. They're they're pretty good. I'm or pretty much... As good as they've been in 20 years. Really? Even though they don't have uh, the first brother-in-law coaching? Well, this Wayne Tinkle guy plays pretty good defense. What's that? Uh, so I don't know what that is. I'm going to pull up the Pac-12 basketball standings right now. I don't know. What What would you say it was? Who, what? D- started with a D. What's that? Starts with a D? Defense? Yeah, what's that? I don't know. Okay. I hear ESPN talking about it all the time. I think it's what they do in the SEC. Oh, yeah, or what probably. they used to do in the SEC. Yeah, what they used to do. Um, so Arizona, Utah, both six and one. Stanford, five and two. Oregon State, five and two in conference and fourteen and five overall. With losses to Oklahoma State, Auburn, yeah, Quinnipiac, Oregon, but, and Washington. But I mean, considering what they've been for the last twenty. Years, yeah. Hey, they beat, they beat Arizona. They beat Portland. They beat Arizona. Beat Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. That's uh, a real school. Four and three, fourteen and six. Mm-hmm. Of course, and then <laughs> the bottom of the conference: USC, California, Arizona State. The Fighting James Hardens have certainly fallen. Ernie Ken is threatening to go five hundred at Wazoo this year. They beat us. Freaking Wazoo put up one hundred nine on us. Isn't isn't it awful being on the other side of the Ernie Kent coin? The Ernie Kent against Washington State or at Washington State? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, so this is what it's like for other teams. Like, wow, I don't know what's happening. This team is just shooting really, really well right now. I'm going to that game in Eugene. I'm actually kind of uh, 
That makes it pretty intriguing, like Ernie Kent's first game back in Eugene. Oh, is it his first game back? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. I'm intrigued about that. I may have to see if I can get down to that game. Um. I remember at some of the games at Matt Court... I remember it was, it was the one time Oregon played, I think it was like my sophomore year at school. We played, hosted Arizona State and just got absolutely manhandled. Like taken behind the woodshed. Like I felt violated after I watched the game because it was just such a, an absolute mismatch. My, since we have nothing but time. Yeah. Uh, my favorite game, Oregon basketball game, that I attended as a student. Uh, so my freshman year was 0102, mm-hmm. which is a great year because we won the Pac Pac 10 in both football and basketball that year. Oh, that was a great year. Um, we're playing uh, USC and UCLA late in the season. USC was really good that year. This was when at Matt Court you had to shoot. The student section, of course, was courtside, and then the the one the uh, north end one hundred level of Matt, of Matt Court, mm-hmm. and the back of the student section there. Every all the students stood, and so if you got you know the back seven or eight rows, um, everybody was standing. You weren't going to see anything because mm-hmm. of the overhang. Um, so this was like if you wanted, if you wanted to actually get a spot where you could see anything, you had to show up an hour before. Uh, back when things were dropping, which is crazy because now you can like walk out to the student section, like and yeah. sit courtside, right at tip off. Yeah. Um. But it was it was one of those games where the place was absolutely packed. The old uh, windows that were just filled with some kind of like, I don't know if they're just painted over or, uh, or done with metal or what, but freaking just people rapping on every window, uh, yelling, screaming, hooting, hollering, the rim shaking literally from one side to the other um, to the point where they threatened the crowd with a technical. <laughs> Which, yeah, that did a lot of good. Yeah. <laughs> T- definition of feeding the animals. Um, That was a fantastic game. Oregon won, of course, and it, and it helped spur him to the Pac-10 title. Uh, that whole season was amazing. Sure. Um, I'm curious, you know, I, I haven't gone to a game yet this year. I will go in two weeks. Um. But living up, living up closer to Portland now, I, I try to make it to one or two games every year. Um, but you haven't gone last weekend. The at, just the atmosphere right now um, at the Oregon games, and, it, and I, it, I, I'm some people want to blame the arena. I don't blame the arena because I think the arena was actually pretty well done as far as. Um, giving a chance for that kind of atmosphere in a modern building like it's set up for it as much as you can yeah it's it's definitely like a modernized building like i'd say that it's like a mini rose garden it's incredibly steep it's designed for there to be a lot of noise um 
It's also like beautiful. It's also incredibly expensive. So like the school's gonna have a great time paying that off for the next fifty years. Yeah. Um, look, it was something they had to do to be competitive on the recruiting trip. Yeah. Um, but. whatever the building's fine oh the building's fine the building's fine they even took like i mean the school even took a hit by not including luxury suites which is like the biggest money maker in sports are the luxury suites because they were trying to protect the atmosphere yeah so they like took concessions like that was a serious point of consideration and so my question is even in the last couple years the oregon's been pretty good i mean the atmosphere has been pretty mediocre lackluster and you can't really blame the building no it's not the building this i mean this falls squarely on the fans right i mean it's like squarely on the fans we're in a much nicer building now that's why the atmosphere sucks no that's Um, not true that's not how it works i mean it's it's really you gotta be like there's not that many people going because it's not like that exciting of a product you know what i mean but it's been a good product it's been a good product for years i mean it's fine it's not must see it it was never or okay i mean must see it was never quote must see at matt court that didn't stop the atmosphere from being awesome Hmm. This is something I have to put a lot of thought into because you bring up some good points. Like it wasn't, you know, the the the, the team. Look, Ernie Kent had the two like elite eight years, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that, like that was a really mediocre product. Other than those couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and the atmosphere still was great. Um, if you if you look at you know this year, obviously we've talked about reasons why. Um enthusiasm is down this year and look they're valid yeah but this was a team that i mean has very recently been to a sweet 16 um you know has been to multiple ncaa tournaments in a row um plays like an exciting brand of basketball it's not like you're seeing bad or subpar basketball Mm -hmm. basketball has been good basketball has it been you know, top 10 in the country basketball? No. But it's been really good basketball. Yeah. Um, and But it's like you said, I mean, student section's not filling up. Um, I wonder how much it is of students who are accustomed to, like, national championship caliber football, and they're like, oh, our basketball team's not even top 25, why bother? Could be. Like, is it a victim of football success, right? Possibly. Like, and That's, I mean, when people spend, because like ticket prices for football go up, it's just become more expensive to go to football games. But football games are like the most fun thing ever. And maybe people like budget their money to go to the football games, not the basketball games. And I'd have to look at it though, because I'm not even sure attendance is down from what it used to be. Basketball wise. Hmm. I could uh-huh. do some research into this. You, you're asking the right questions. I will say, the fact that the university's doing things like bringing in a freaking DJ, that doesn't help. <laughs> oh, man. That's on the athletic department. You Dude, students college, won bangers. 
Use Students your beat band. The band is great. Dave, you don't understand. The kids want beats. No, the kids want you to play DuckTales because DuckTales is badass. The kids want the fist pumping jams. No, they don't. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. You don't like DJ Gemini? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Am I an old curmudgeon? Is that it? I think you are. Am no, I, just... I, I, I kind of agree. I'm not necessarily turned off by the DJ, but it's kind of like I'd rather hear a band at a college game. We don't have a DJ at the football game. <laughs> no, but they do play like uh, non-band music, though. They will still play like music, even though it's not like a DJ that's not like from the actual band. For anyone who didn't hear, Dave said, "Give me the band." Kind of got quiet on us. I mean, oh. we need like a Blues Brothers. It'd be funny if we got a Blues Brothers type group. Like we had a like just like the the band conductor just went full John Belushi. <sighs> but seriously, support this team. This team is pretty good. Yeah. Although I will say, I was. Looking through the media guide for the ridiculous. Um, I am concerned that we have a number of general social science majors on the team. Why is that concerning to you? Can we like actually educate these kids? <laughs> Are you saying that the social science uh, major is not top flight? <laughs> um, I'm saying that the general social science major does not sound terribly top flight. No. Okay. As a recent graduate. I can inform you that general social sciences is the is maybe the toughest class to get anything less than a B in. Have you were you a general social science major? I was not. I knew a couple people who did, and it made total sense that they were general social science I, majors. Because I majored in social sciences. I made, but. Because I was a double major history and poli. Basically, we're saying it's the rocks for jocks. But um, at Oregon. But uh, a, I double majored, and b, like at least I picked specific social sciences to major. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just like, <laughs> screw it, I'm gonna pick the easiest out of all of them. Well, I mean, you you know where uh, you know where. Uh... The general social science majors are on Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, sometimes Mondays. Taylors. Yeah. That's where they are. Um, we've got we've probably got some listeners who are general social science majors who are mad at us now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys Those are, are the, the kind exception. Of guys with plenty of free time on. You their guys time. are the exception. You guys are doing all the right things. You're taking advantage of your time at school. You guys are doing the right thing. It's the other people in your major. They're making you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what's been weird, though, since uh, the college football season ended? What's that? I've actually cared a little bit about recruiting. I found myself caring. Oh my god, me too, and it weirds me out. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I remember I actually said to someone, like, yeah, what's that high school senior say he was going to do? And then I thought to myself, why do I care about what a high school senior is going to do? 
Why do I care? Like, somehow I got wrapped up in that one quarterback from Texas who's, like, picking between Texas and Texas A&M. I had a friend send me a tweet that where he tweeted out, like, win the day and then put, like, a duck emoticon on. And I was like, oh, my God, this could be huge. This could be huge. Like, I'm obsessing over a tweet right now. What is wrong with me? I, uh, I realized this the other day when, like, without even thinking about it, I clicked on a highlight video. I'm like, no, damn it. What are you doing? Oh, no. Was it, uh... Was that one, uh... It was the linebacker. <laughs> the linebacker? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to say his name. His first name's Fotu. That, I I clicked on that. Every once in a while, I'll click on it, even though Taco did a great post on summarizing every single high school tape you ever see, which is one player who's immensely more athletic than everybody else on the field makes an immensely athletic play. And then I watched the highlight video for Foto, the linebacker. Wow. That was, like, that was impressive. Granted, it's, like, 2A in Washington. But he made some plays. And he did that thing, too, where uh, where he just looks like he's jogging and he still blows past people. That's what, like, caught my eye with Marcus Mariota. So basically what I'm saying is, is Foto is the next Marcus Mariota. Although Mario, Mariota, little little brother, is yeah. coming. He's a tight end, isn't he? Walk on defensive end. Oh, cool, perfect. <laughs> Maybe it's fantastic. Replace, uh, Sam Camp announced he was retiring from football, so oh. maybe he can replace him. How much of a pain must it be to be Marcus's younger brother at Oregon? <laughs> like, granted, everybody loves Marcus, like just loves him to death, because he's like a really really nice guy but it's got to be tough when your last name is Mariota at Oregon yeah it was probably tough at home and at Hawaii yeah but I mean now this is like next level I feel like yeah but he's a walk-on like there are no expectations yeah it's like oh the, you're Marcus Mariota's brother what are you quarterback to nah I play defensive end oh are you gonna start nah I'm a walk-on Man, that's got to be tough, though. Not enviable. Although, if he's anything like his brother, he's going to surpass all expectations and win the Heisman. That's my (laughs) prediction. Speaking of um, recruiting, we got another uh, recruit or commit today. today. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, Gary Baker. Huh? Gary Baker, because I'm looking at... Uh, Gary Baker. I'm looking at Addicted to Quack right now. Yeah, uh, big shout-out to Sean McFarland uh, and Noah D. Noah crushes recruiting. Yeah. They, Who else uh, dominates recruiting for us? It's No, that's a, that's a Noah and Sean department. Oh, man. Wait, there's only two of them? There's only two. God, they crush it. They are on it. They're on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Man, shout out to you guys. You guys are the best. Keep it up, homies. They they're they're doing God's work. Page view machines. Um Why do you think you care all of a sudden? I have a theory about why I care. Cuz I mean, last year I would not have given a crap if a 64 290 pound guy came in. Holy crap, he's a freshman? 
Oh my god. 290 I, pounds. I think there's something... In the water. Here's my theory. I don't know if this matches up with your theory or Okay. Not. I think there's three um, factors, so I'm interested to hear your analysis. I think when you... When you end the season on a disappointing note, as or I mean Oregon did this year, you're kind of trying to get that taste out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't really do till October. So you look at these little. You know, you're selling yourself on that dream, right? You look at these, like, little wins and tell yourself, well, th- you know, th- this is the kind of thing that's going to make the difference next time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying you're trying to uh, rationalize. Rationalize kind of the way the season ended and give yourself a reason to feel better about why that won't happen next time. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if that is even close to anything that your idea is about. Yeah, well, I I agree. I think it's a factor of the season ending the way it did. And just that leads into knowing the only thing that's keeping, like, Oregon really back from a national championship right now are elite athletes at every position. Like consistently getting like the four and five star guys that we haven't been getting, that will make the difference. Because I think our coaching is top notch, our facilities are top notch. The only thing we're really lacking is like if you're gonna like pitch to recruits is like tradition, whatever that means. Not that Oregon gives a shit about that at all, Um, but like we're sending guys to the pros now. We're consistently winning. And so now it's just a matter of, and this is something coaching staff's done a really good job of, is putting much more emphasis on recruiting mm-hmm. and getting like these awesome guys. Well, Chip like, just never gave a shit about recruiting. Yeah, it he did not, not want to do it. Like he saw it as as a like a necessary evil, but that is not how he wanted to spend his time. Hence, why he's in the NFL. Um, um. And then I think part of it is too is that with Mariota leaving there's a feeling like the window is closing, you know? And so we're kind of looking at these recruits and saying, is this window going to be opening back up? Is it actually going to be closing? Cause like we can look at the, this recruiting class and who knows where this gr- group is going to be three to four years from now. They could be national champions in three to four years from now. Like we could be looking at the national champions or they could lose to Washington. Or they could lose to Washington. Or they could be national champions. You see how I frame it? So it always seems like the best opportunity. Yeah. So. And it's also January with the longest offseason in sports. Watch Oregon basketball. Watch the Blazers do something. Well, spring ball's coming up. Yeah. Baseball's coming up. Yeah. Baseball should be good again. Yeah. I'm I mostly meant I'm excited for like Texas Tech spring games and stuff on ESPN three. 
Oh, I hate spring games. I it's like a little drop of water in the middle of a desert. I don't even like watching the Oregon spring game. What? Although, yeah, you know what? That's how, how else are you gonna watch the fourth string linemen? How else are you gonna see I'll all watch, the freshmen? I'll watch the fourth string linemen freaking in the fourth quarter against whatever one double A team we play against next year. Dave, 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 Dave. I'm disappointed. I will say the spring game, another one of those things, is much better in person. Oh, a hundred times better in person. It's and like it's like a like a like a laid back party in person. We for a few years we would have an ATQ event at the spring game. We might need to bring that back. It's been a couple years. Yeah, spring game's fun. We should we should have an ATQ spring game event. Let's do it. The spring game. Let's uh let's get that in the works. Yeah. Is that sounds there, like a plan. Is there anything else that we want to discuss this evening? Covered basketball. They got big games this week in the state of Arizona. Yes. We covered acrobatics and gymnastics. Which has got wasn't on the list, but that's okay. Which wasn't on the list, but hey. That's a special group of people looking to repeat as national champions. Um, and then we're not close enough to baseball yet to really talk about baseball. No, no. I'm going to start breaking that down here soon, though. I'm actually excited for baseball this year. And to, Break it down. And uh, to follow some college baseball. And some Mariners baseball. How are you feeling about the Mariners? We're probably done talking about the Ducks now, too. How are you feeling about the Mariners? I am really excited about the Mariners, which is probably a really bad sign. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because I actually think the Mariners are going to be, like, really good. I'm really down on the Red Sox, which means it's going to be a really, which is like a really good sign. Yeah, I because I'm expecting the Mariners to be really good. I expect they'll probably finish like 15, 112. <laughs> 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 and like you know, Felix blows out his elbow first game of the season. Oh, don't you put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby? And, and we find out that uh, like. Robbie Cano has uh, been roiding and has to get off. <laughs> let's let's be real. He gets caught roiding. Let's be real. These guys are all roiding. They're on PED cocktails. PED cocktails. Except the Red Sox, of course. Uh, except the Red Sox. <laughs> David Ortiz, 38 years old. He's just hitting the stride. David Ortiz has never touched a PED in his life. I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, dude. He's 39. He's just a natural swing. Just a natural. Uh, just got all that weight he gets around. He's rededicated himself to the gym. The Red Sox are so annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, and when R- Manny Ramirez got caught with PEDs, that was that was in L.A. That was after he left the Red Sox. Oh, of course. He never did anything when he was with the Red Sox. Absolutely not. It was obviously the pressures of L.A. I'm sure Roger Clemens never did anything when he was at the Red Sox. Oh, no, that was absolutely when he left. The thing with Manny Ramirez is I didn't think he cared enough to do steroids. I was like, really, Manny? That guy? He cares enough? Because there was that whole Manny being Manny thing for a while. Uh, I will say, you know... Weren't the best years of baseball when everybody was just, like, roided out of their minds? Hitting dingers like nobody's business. Like like Bonds, you know, Jack in 70 a year. And Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's home run race. 
Brett, that's Brett such Boone. that's such a cartoon now. Brett Boone so roided up that his right-handed hitter hit forty-five out of Safeco. Yeah. <laughs> God, those were the good days of baseball. Now it's like it's hitting dingers. Now there's like three runs a game. Yeah, I remember seeing a, a a chart where someone saw like the number of home runs, the number of runs per game, and then showed it on a line graph, and then like did some pitcher statistics, and it showed the effect of stricter drug testing, and like all the offensive output just drops off a cliff one year, and all the pitching just jumps one year. Like, huh? Probably because of uh, probably because of testing. I think I think that we've, uh, we've lost everyone. It. Yep, it's over. Lost well, uh, I'll tell you what. We'll watch some basketball this week. Oh, we got two big games. Basketball. Two big games. Um, watch some basketball. Uh, maybe uh, I'll tell I'll tell you what because I know the the listeners are interested in this. I uh, I might even have some opinion about women's basketball next week. What? Um, yeah, it's dangerous. I know. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll also be able to. Hey, next week we'll also be uh, looking at uh, National Signing Day as well. So. Preemptive. Yeah, we should see if we can get Sean on the podcast. Yeah. Or Noah. Or Noah, let's do it. But no, we could. Uh, Wednesday is National Signing Day. We could just do a Wednesday night next week. Ooh, that's a good yeah. call. If you're down, yeah. Recap. We'll get uh, we'll get maybe Sean, Noah, Sean, and Noah. Hella down. Something like that. Hella. It'll be a party. We'll we'll, we'll talk a little basketball, but how about mainly let's talk some crouton. <laughs> well, after they sign national letters of intent, they're ducks, so I feel okay talking about them. That's right. So we can uh, we can go all out next week. We'll do that. Do it to it. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Uh, all right. Have a good week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.